the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason live on this Monday, the 13th of March. March Madness, right? The brackets are out. Is your team, did your team make it? Is Cinderella going to have her dancing shoes on? But you know what? It's starting to become a theme, isn't it? March Madness happening in the financial markets. Uh, this started last week. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank over the weekend. Uh, we, uh, we begged them. I told you all on Friday, Janet Yellen and Jay Powell better do something really, really big because this is, I'll just tell everybody, this is not a complicated problem. This is simple math. And these banks are vulnerable because all of those off-balance sheet securities are underwater. We'll explain it all to you. We'll go through what they've done. Here's the good part. Early on Sunday, they talked real tough. By Sunday afternoon, they had a change of heart, and we'll go over that. Plus, they also closed Signature Bank. So that was one of the banks on the watch list now. Uh, three banks in the last week now have been closed. We'll give you all the details. 800-951-0592. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Uh, gold is flying right now up another $50. Well, $48, $1,915. Silver, you know, remember how we talk about gold and silver, our brother? Silver's that little brother. Sometimes... He lags behind right now. Silver sprinting to catch up to Big Brother here, up a dollar forty uh, right now. But here's the great part: it is Monday. Uh, Monday, we normally have my son Joey. Joey, uh, who works at Northwestern Mutual, he has been on our program really now pretty steady for over the last year, year and a half trying to get people to get their portfolios in order because he's been warning about another big, big loss, another following last year's losses on Wall Street, another big round of losses they were anticipating coming uh, this year. And, Joey, it sure looks like this. This thing kind of came out of nowhere. You know, everybody was talking about uh, disinflation and then, oh, wait, it didn't happen. And next thing you know, We've got bank runs. Yeah, I mean, the news did come out of nowhere. But when you think about it, and like you said before, it's not complicated. It makes sense, right? The market was down. Inflation was crazy. These banks are investing in, you know, risky assets. Their bonds, their safe money, digits. Banks are risky. You know, they don't keep all of your cash in there. They invest it to make their money. And then when things like this happen, especially a big bank like Signature Bank, big in VC funds, and Silicon Valley, they really made sure to 
They withdrew everything. Bank runs are happening. And with that, the market's going to go down, especially with these bank stocks. And people's 401ks are at risk. And we need to make sure that we're following what's going on in the financial market in our political land space. And until the Reserve takes back these, these interest rate hikes, we could very well see more banks go under. Okay, so there's a big call right there. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the Wednesday meeting uh, based on the inflation data that had come in so far, and I think we're going to get some tomorrow. Uh, but the, remember, the Fed meeting starts tomorrow. We're going to know on Wednesday people were talking 50 basis points up until what happened on Friday. I know Goldman Sachs is saying, hey, uh, they shouldn't raise at all, but it's hard to imagine them not raising at all with what inflation's been doing. But, Joey, pretty simply put, the higher the rates go, the more bank failures we're going to see. Isn't that kind of what the the logical thinking is on this? Yeah, that's 100% the logic. Increase the rates, the market is down more. Investors are now wanting to get their money out of there. And then all of a sudden, you know, these banks don't have the money or the capital on hand. You know, they're investing it all. And then on top of that, the FDIC is only insuring 250000 And that's not true for every bank. Smaller banks may not have that insurance. Say that again, Joey. I can't, we kind of, I think you broke up on us, at least on, on my end. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, they continue to raise these rates. I mean, we could very well see more banks fall under. And it's important to note with the FDIC insurance level 250, I know a lot of people show aren't with big banks. Smaller banks may not have that full 250000 of insurance for them. So I urge listeners today, check with your bank, see how much they're actually insuring you so that you know. Yeah, and then today, well, really last night, the big announcement that the two banks that failed last week, uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, the FDIC is saying, hey, we're going to, everybody's going to get their money, no matter uh, if they're over or not, and we're going to use the FDIC fund to do it. Now, that fund only had a $125 billion in it. We knew uh, Silicon Valley Bank had about $23 billion in insured deposits, so that puts the fund at about $100 billion. We know that they're going to take losses on the securities, but 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 we're sitting here, by the time they, they, they keep those two depositors whole, the FDIC, Joe, Joey, they could be down to like $70 billion. They're, they're, they're probably a couple of banks away from not having any more money at all. 100%. And we got to make sure we're on top of that. So we'll get back on the break. Joe and Jason uh, here on this Monday. We have Joey with us uh, talking about these banks. Uh, boy, Charles Schwab down another 20%. Uh, of course, they're also uh, one of these uh, companies that potentially uh, be, could become a victim of all of this. But, but Joey, again, uh, not operating out of fear. If you have, if, if people haven't, 
they don't have that advisor, if they haven't been been uh, talking to the right people, chances are their portfolio is taking another big unnecessary hit. But this is what you're saying. Hey, let me help you get it right so you don't have to take these big losses. And you know what? Then you don't have to operate out of fear, which right now a lot of people are operating out of fear. Yeah, the last thing we want is for people to make financial decisions based off of fear, right? And a lot of things that you see happen is people get so crippled by it that they actually end up not doing anything about it because they just don't want to think about it. A year passes by, you check your account, and you take so many unnecessary losses or hits. And quite simply, people need someone in their corner. There's just too much going on for the everyday person to, to work every day, eight hours a day, come back home to the family, take care of their personal business, then also keep track of everything that's going on, especially in the marketplace with all the smoke screens and fancy rhetoric, Federal Reserve. We need to make sure that we're properly allocated so that we don't have to operate out of fear. You know, a lot of people work with Fidelity or through their bank. You call a different person every day. There's no personal aspect or relationship to it. They're more seeing you as a cookie-cutter spreadsheet. We did it one year. We send them an email, an account statement, and that's about it. Or would you rather have someone who has a team with them looking behind the scenes every day, 12 hours a day, making sure we're properly allocated, and then when it's time to make adjustments, review some planning, review what's going on, you have us reaching out to you. We're not people... Well, you have to reach out to us. We reach out to our clients at least twice a year. A lot of my clients like me to reach out at the beginning of every quarter just to revisit things. Life can be crazy. Goals change. Personal experiences change. Income changes. But all of these are factors to your financial plan. And for a lot of people, all they really have is 1K or retirement accounts through work. So by letting your accounts be subject to losing 20% and all these risks is just unnecessary. Now, at the very least, let's review everything you've got going on, take a look at that portfolio, and make some adjustments and make sure that we're not taking on too much risk. That said, a lot of people are entering retirement or people are starting a family. We want to make sure we're doing things right and the earlier we can implement these things, the better off you'll be. And then you won't have to go to bed worrying every night, having fear for what's going to happen in my financial markets, what's going to happen with my investment account. Knowing you've got someone and a team behind you that's going to do what's best for you. Yeah, you know, you bring up some great points. And today, people don't realize how close this was. I was telling Jason earlier, we got real lucky and it's still going to happen, unfortunately. But the Dow could have been down three, 4,000 points right now. And no offense, but they sent Joe Biden out there today. Uh, and I've been talking a lot about we've got such a weak head of the Fed and Jay Powell. We've got a weak guy in office and Joe Biden. Joey, they don't exactly give off confidence. And this is a big problem because confidence has a lot to do with what happens to equity prices. 100%. When investors lose confidence, they're taking their money out, even if they're selling out a loss. 
And then all the, then you see the bank runs happen. Then you see the market go down. There's no investors. There's no money going into the government. And it seems like our leaders are lacking that confidence aspect. So I listen to them talk. I listen to their... I don't believe in them. They don't sound too confident. To me, it sounds like they don't know what the heck is going on. Right? And when that happens, well, we see financial markets like we're seeing today. And I, I agree with you. I'm surprised the Dow isn't the Dow isn't down more. Definitely see that in the future. Or it goes back, goes down even more. But when leaders, yeah, and again, we're seeing confident. we're seeing this massive drop in bond markets. This is bond markets haven't done this. I mean, the only time bond markets have fallen like this, the 08 crash, the 87 crash, right? The, 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 this happens uh, in these are crash type moves in the bond markets which which joey kind of relays what you're saying all the big investors uh they're trying to get out right now yeah they're trying to get out and it's your your uh quote-unquote safe money for everyone's portfolios 401ks is bonds they're down double digits in 2022 along with equities right that was even worse than 08 there was no safe place to hide in the market this last year. There was nowhere to hide. You were down money. But if you were taking on too much risk in all these crazy aggressive sectors or you're 100% in bonds, you probably lost 12% in bonds. You lose 20% in equities. Right? You have no safe bucket of money. And that's where the planning comes in where we really help people. How do we make sure that we're recession-proof? If you go to retire, you retire at age 60, age 65, you live for 30 years to age 95, every 15 years, we're going to get some form or type of a recession where we have down markets, where your accounts, if not managed correctly, down 20%. All of your money is in investments. Well, you lost 20% of your money that year. How do we make sure that we implement other strategies along with these 401ks and investments where you have money growing not only outside the market, but also in a tax-efficient manner. Right? And then also, here comes the thing with rebalancing. 1K is down 20%. Well, how do we restructure that? Take some stop-loss capital gains, right? Reduce your taxes, write it off, and then implement a better strategy. I want people to know, do not have fear. Have optimism for the future. And let's get some things situated. Let's get things straightened out so that we can, you know, make a bulletproof financial plan and make sure at the end of the day as we're entering retirement or we're thinking about retirement, hey, we know what to expect. We know that, hey, when the worst case happens, we're covered because we plan for it. Right, Joey, give out your contact information real quick. Yeah, reach me at my personal cell, 622. 909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. Shoot me a call or text. If I don't get back to you, I'll reach out as soon as possible. And let's just start reviewing things and getting some good things in place and get us back on track. There you have it. There you have it. He's here to help you guys. Reach out to Joey. Uh, get ready. It's going to be another bumpy ride here. We'll have Joey back with us 
uh, next Monday as well. And you can always go out to the 1360KHNC.com website, go to the sponsor page. All of his information is there as well. And I want to thank Joey for taking the time uh, to be with us today. Uh, but, but Jason, you know, again, uh, we're seeing the, this massive drop in, in bo- the bond market. And uh, he, he is uh, really talking about here, you know, we, we, we've only seen these types of really crashes, for lack of a better word, which means everybody's running for cover. Uh, you know, the, the 08 crash, the 87 crash, right? Uh, these are crash-type markets. And I think people got to get ready uh, because that's probably the most likely scenario is we've got another big leg down here in equities. Yeah, you know, I found it interesting. I was looking at a, uh, I was, I was looking at some numbers and charts, and I was looking at bank failures numbers per year, and I found it. It's this is just interesting. I don't know if it's just a fluke or if this is just a pattern, but but in two thousand five and two thousand six, there were zero bank failures. So the years before that, there was a few here, a few there. In two thousand seven, there was three, and then it just started snowballing every year after that. Two thousand ten was abysmal. In 2021 and 2022, we had zero bank failures. And now here it is. We're getting a few uh, sprinkled in, Joe. So it's very eerie what's going on. Yeah, and the, the, the sad part is this was still the good times. Uh, this really confuses what's going to happen on Wednesday now. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, Citigroup says quarter of a point. Goldman says none. Uh, the, the realities are, uh, I think 50 basis points, which is what we needed, is off the table. Uh, but everyone's got to understand the higher the rates go, the more likely we have more bank failures because of math. It's just math, and you got to understand. So they said, hey, listen, we're going to insure all the deposits at both of these financial institutions. It doesn't matter. And a lot of these, here's the problem now. Businesses. Businesses tend to have, and, you know, unless you're really a small business, any, any you know, just a regular-sized business, you tend to have more than $250,000 in the bank at any given moment in time. And, and the realities now are, do I risk leaving it in these smaller banks? And, I, you know, Jason and I were talking about this today. It just doesn't seem like that's a good risk. Like I, I really think we're going to see a lot of these businesses move to the, those big five, six, seven banks, and and uh, for quote unquote safety purposes. And the problem, Jason, is these smaller banks are very dependent on a very small amount of major depositors. They have five or ten major depositors leave their bank. All of a sudden, that's a bank run for them, and then they've got to go and sell these equities that are underwater, and, and, and next thing you know, they're insolvent. You know, Joe, we're, we're no different in some ways that we have big customers and we have small customers, and you don't really want to lose either one, but when the big customers jump off the ship for these banks, it's, it's tremendously stressful, if not backbreaking for them. And uh, that's that's what's happened. That's that's exactly what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. You know, a couple of people figured out, uh oh. You know, I mean, it's funny that the uh, the CEOs of that bank they were selling their stock last few weeks. They knew it was coming. Everyone knew it was coming, Joe. But uh, you know, the the the, the smaller well, guys in in the boat, they they're going to be the losers, Joe. 
I, I don't know if that they knew or not, because when, so far, I haven't heard anything about, oh, there was some underhanded bad accounting, right? They, it, it, it appears, now that may come later, but right now it appears that both of these banks were following the guidelines that were laid out by the central bank, by the SEC, and guess what? The realities were deposits left the bank, and all of a sudden, here comes the bank run. And, and now uh, we're sitting here in a situation where, for a lot of these smaller banks, think about it, the, the stress test banks, most people don't know this. I want to say there's only eight banks that get stress tested. That's it. This was a bank that had a $178 billion in it. That's not supposed to take down the financial system. Right? It was only the two big to fail banks that were supposed to take down the financial system. And yet here it was. Guess what, guys? That was a load of crap. That was a load of crap. And now think about this. You know, we've got 4,000 banks, and I'm telling you, only eight get stress tested. These other, you know, the other remaining 4,000 banks, they said all of them need to be worried because if depositors make this choice of, you know what, it's just not safe. I just don't want to, I don't want to be the guy caught holding the bag and all of a sudden I can't make my payroll. I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to move these deposits. This is the scary situation. This is why they told everybody, hey, we're going to keep everyone. everyone's deposits are good. Because if they hadn't, believe me, this morning it would have been chaos. And Jason, uh, unfortunately for them, I don't think that's enough. Because I, I, most people, we're not buying it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on this Monday. Gold's up 50 uh, 1,917, 1,918. Silver's up a dollar fifty-three now. Uh, just bumping up here on twenty-two dollars right now. The Dow's up two hundred, all because bond yields collapsing. Uh, they're they're trying to be optimistic about no rate hike on Wednesday. But Jason, let's remember tomorrow we get CPI on Wednesday. Before the Fed announces, we'll get retail sales, and we'll also get PPI. Right now, CPI looks like they're expecting core CPI to be the exact same as it was the previous month, which is four-tenths of a percent. So I, I don't know how we don't get a rate hike. If we don't get a rate hike, I think that sends an even worse message that things are a lot worse than they are. Uh, I think most people already know we need a 50 basis point hike, but we'll, I, I, I'm going to say we're going to get a quarter, but if we don't and we get nothing, uh, that, that means that contagion threat is very, very real. If we get nothing on Wednesday, that's, you know, you can, you can talk. Uh, every single day for the I, next I, uh, couple of months, how weak Jerome Powell is. <laughs> you, can, you, I mean, you already called him weak. That's probably two thousand dollar gold. If we don't get a rate hike on Wednesday, be ready for two thousand dollar gold uh, because yep. that's how quickly things are going to move here. We do have a limited special here. I've got eighty five twenty dollar gold pieces, 
$2,175. That's a savings of $20. The problem was that was when gold was up 40. It's now up 50, right? Uh, we're probably going to see 22, 25 tomorrow, something like that, maybe higher. Uh, and then one tenth ounce American gold eagles. Uh, right now they're 265 a roll. I'm going to put those on sale. $250 a roll. We've got 10 rolls of those. 10 rolls of 10th ounce gold eagles. There's 50 in a roll. You can buy one. You can buy 50. Doesn't matter. You can buy them all. Uh, $250 on the 1 10th ounce American gold eagle. $2,175 on the $20 liberties. And think about it, you know, between Friday and today, uh, you got gold up what? About 85, 90. $95, almost $100, and, and I'm sitting here telling you, hey, uh, don't be surprised if on Wednesday uh, we're not start talking about gold over 2000 Yeah, Joe, and I fully believe that the, the Fed is going to do a quarter-point rate hike. I don't see how – and I think they're going to do a quarter-point through the rest of the year, and if this thing gets worse, I still think they do quarter-point. I, I think this is the a moment where the Fed's going to start to show everybody who's in charge. I, that's – I'm starting to get that feeling, Joe. Not, yeah. And who's Let gonna, me tell you, you're gonna, giving them way too much as, credit. The Fed is going to benefit from this, Joe. We know you've talked about how many banks we're going to lose in the next couple of years. This is exactly what they want to happen, isn't it? Well, the digital currency is coming. Uh, there are no need. There's no need, uh, again, for them to have these thousands of banks. Uh, and, and the pain game is coming. Now, some things to point out that are different than the last time. So there is, they tried to have an auction last night and get somebody, another bank, a healthier bank to buy a Silicon Valley bank. The difference was last time, like when Bear Stearns went under. See, they, they don't count Bear Stearns as going under. Bear Stearns got sold for $2, right? Matter of fact, the only real bank Big bank failure was probably Washington Mutual, WAPO, right? They were the big one. And then they realized, oh, crap, we can't do that again. So they guaranteed the losses. So when Jamie Dimon bought Bear Stearns for $2, it also came with a caveat, oh, by the way, you don't have to pay for any of the losses at Bear Stearns. They did not do that yesterday. They said, hey, does anybody want to buy it? Remember, this was a $300 stock when Jim Cramer was on the idiot box telling you all to buy it in February. Matter of fact, they were on the idiot box a couple weeks ago saying, buy Signature Bank. They're both gone. But they they wouldn't insure the losses. So all the shareholders are going to get wiped out here. All the bondholders are going to get wiped out. Now they, but they did say, cause let's face it, most of the deposits at this bank were businesses. Whether they were venture capital firms, Roku, right, you know, some of these others, they, they said that they're going to make sure they get all their money back. Now people on TV today are basically saying, hey, the Fed is saying, hey, all deposits are going to be guaranteed. That's not what they said. They said in these two cases they are going to do it. Here's the problem. 
is they're using the FDIC's own funds. Remember, I've been educating you about this. They had, as of Friday, $125 billion in there. Now, we know that Valley Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, had $23 billion insured deposits. So that takes the fund down to about $102 billion. Signature Bank, I want to say their deposits are like $10 billion insured. So that brings it down to $92 billion. Now they're going to sell all of these securities. And they're going to be light on the deposits. But they're going to keep them whole. My guess is, this is me, I'm just guessing. I think about $20 billion light between the two banks. That puts the FDIC fund down to about $70 billion. Jason, they've only got room for a couple more banks to fail before they run out of money. And the FDIC money wasn't supposed to be insuring 85 to 90% of the Silicon Valley Bank money because 85 to 90% of it was above the 250000 threshold. So really, that should have just failed. But, you know, you can't have that failing on a Monday morning because – uh, what other banks will follow suit uh, within 24 hours? Wall Street hours, would probably be closed right now. Well, and I mean that because it would be down lock limit. Uh, they wouldn't be opening. Uh, I Listen, I'm not saying they did the wrong thing, the right thing. Uh, obviously, the problem is how they not see this coming. And this has been always the problem. They're clueless. Uh, they told us it wouldn't happen again, too big to fail. We changed all the rules, blah, 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 blah. And, and here's the realities. You can't have interest rates at zero. They had ridiculous policies. And guess what, Jason? They didn't anticipate this problem. And now we've got inflation, and people are talking about the Fed needs to stop raising rates because, listen, if the Fed goes a quarter point and a quarter point and a quarter point and a quarter point like Jason and I have been thinking they were going to do, we're going to have bank failures all year long. I think that's going to happen, Joe. And I want to stress it one last time because look at how quick they change the rules. They're supposed to uh, insure 250000 or less. And with one little emergency, they're going to just – Spend that money on everything over 250000 They're not for the small guy, are they, Joe? Oh, they don't care about the small guy. They never have. Patriot Radio News Hour. Pick up gold while you can. A huge demand coming from wholesale. I'll talk about that next. 800-951-0592. I've got two lines open right now. One-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. Uh, I've already, we're down to nine rolls left. We started with ten. There are 250, sorry, we have eight rolls left. We started with 10. They're $250 a piece. If you want an entire roll, that's 50 coins in the roll. Uh, the roll is $12,500. Uh, and then the $20 Liberties, we had 85 of them. Like I said, I've only got two lines open. we got one line open. I don't know how many of those are left right now at 2000 $175. Jason and I both got, I, I'll, I'll tell you this again. I've been doing this a long time. I got something that I had that's new. It was a, a, what we thought was the price sheet from the bullion bank. And instead of a price sheet, it simply was a message that said, Due to overwhelming demand, please disregard 
previous markups on products. We will have a new sheet out within the hour, and then in big letters, premiums are going way up. So, again, this is just what is happening here, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, and again, we've seen premiums go up. Premiums are still way off from where they were, that, that, so that's a good thing. But I've never gotten a letter that said, "Hey, by the way, uh, we got overwhelming demand. Give us an hour before we tell you how much it's going to cost you, Jason." And, and premiums, uh, there's a lot of reasons why it would go up or down, but our main reason is if. Simply, the gold is not available. The, the the premiums will push higher if the spot price doesn't keep up. If the spot price would go where it's supposed to go for de, you know supply and demand, then then uh, the premiums wouldn't be as high. So it's simply the premiums is kind of like the honest version of supply and demand, at least more. Yeah, honest the right the, mint, the mint's not going to be able to keep up with this. There's no way. Uh, there's just not. It's not going to happen. Uh, you know, and not to mention, you know, we talked about these banks here. Wells Fargo, did you see they had a, a computer glitch? To people's deposits weren't showing up. People, people couldn't access their money. I mean, all kinds of, of crazy Joe, stuff. All, all the Wells Fargo employees did not get their paychecks Friday. So that was, that was a part of that glitch. They didn't, they didn't send paychecks. To, I mean, it's supposed to be a glitch. Oh no, it was just, it was just a coincidence, but that's a bad timing on a, on a coincidence that all the uh, Wells Fargo employees didn't get pay Friday. Not a good thing, Joe. Not not a good thing at all. And again, this is this is just it's a simple problem, which is these banks did exactly what they were told. You get deposits in, you buy securities. These securities primarily as we've talked about, US Treasuries and mortgage backed securities. First Republic Bank we've been talking a lot about right now. Their stock's down 60 more percent today. Reason being, well, guess what? 85% of the securities they bought were, were based on mortgage-backed securities. That could be commercial mortgage-backed, residential mortgage-backed, 85%, which we know is at least 10 15, maybe 20% underwater. And this is why people are worried that, hey, I'm a, I'm a big depositor at First Republic. I'm not feeling real confident right now, and I'm going to move my money. And this is what we're talking about. This is the different crisis this time where what we're learning is, hey, all the securities are losses. The last time we knew, hey, if you had residential mortgage-backed securities, uh, that bank was in trouble. But if you had treasuries, treasuries were still okay in 08. Jason, this time around, they're both losers because, remember, a lot of the securities they bought, they were buying, you know, 10-year notes at half of a percent. Well, even with the big collapse in the 10-year note today, it's still at three and a half. You're losing money. And I think commercial property is what's really under the stress this time, Joe. I think it's one of the big ones. Uh, I, I mentioned to Joe, I got a list over the weekend of pronounced closures of stores just in Colorado. This is just the Colorado. Listen to this list of, of uh, retailers that are closing stores in Colorado. Walmart, Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, Bath & Body Works, Best Buy, Gap, JCPenney, Party City, Amazon, Tuesday Morning, Big Lots, Sprouts. And many of these guys are, are, are closing multiple stores. And this is just Colorado. 
And Joe, doesn't it make it? They're announcing ahead of time that they're going to close this stuff. Doesn't it seem like somebody knows? Uh, hey, these loans don't make sense anymore. We we can't afford these properties, and, and you, they I, just aren't selling anything. I don't know. Again, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We haven't seen the worst of this yet. All eyes now on Wednesday uh, with these rate hikes and the Fed kind of announcing that hey, these banks can go to the Fed window now, and and we'll pay uh, you know even money on on these Treasuries. But here's what's funny: the the Fed's supposed to be selling Treasuries. But now they're going to be buying them? Where are they getting the money for that? Oh, that's right. They're going to make it out of thin air, almost like uh, uh, another version of quantitative easing. And the Fed is actually going to overpay. And here's the sad part. These banks that are going to the window, they're not the big banks. These are the little banks. That means the depositors have left them already. When exactly are they going to be able to pay these loans back, Jason? That doesn't make sense. How many times have I asked you in the last few months, are we going to see a rate hiking situation with quantitative easing side by side? Is that what we're headed for? I, I think that's what we're headed for, Joe. I think the Fed's rate, I mean, listen, let's face it. If banks are going to start going away, the Fed's not going to go away. And uh, if they can't control inflation, then there's no need to have the Fed. So they have to attack inflation. They have to keep raising the rates. They're going to they're really show everybody who's boss, Joe. And I say this right now, if this problem doesn't go away, we've either seen the last rate hike or this is the last rate hike if this problem doesn't go away, which means we are going to have to live with much, much higher inflation than anybody ever thought about possible. We'll be back after the break. 800 they are doing all they can to ensure everything. I always get nervous because... All the time when these bank CEOs come out to try to reassure us everything's great, we find out usually pretty quickly afterwards it's not. Uh, Lloyd Blankline was out. Uh, Ackman was out. Uh, they had First Republic out on TV today saying, well, not that many, not that many uh, depositors are pulling out their money. And I'm just like, well, it's only Monday morning here. What's not that many? And here's the problem. It doesn't take that many. It doesn't take that money. When asked, hey, give us a number, they refuse to do so. So that's, that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence. Uh, and, of course, the Fed action today, they're trying to tell everybody, well, see, now you don't have to take your deposit out of that small bank, right? Because we said they're all good. So so you don't have to. And I don't think that works, Jason, because I don't think a lot of people out there are like, wait a minute. Why don't you – you haven't said that yet. When I hear – Joe Biden and Janet Yellen and Jay Powell come out and say, hey, FDIC insurance is now, everybody's covered for every amount. Okay, then I'll believe you. That's not what they did. Well, we did it for these two banks, and don't worry, we're not going to let the, we're not going to have it cost you, the taxpayer, but oh, by the way, the fund's, you know, the fund's pretty much almost out of money that we're using to begin with. But Jason, they didn't go that far, and I'm just sitting there, if I'm a small business guy, and it's not a small business, medium business, big business. If I'm a person that has large deposits in a small bank, and by small I mean, hey, you're not one of the big eight banks. Right? I mean, that's what we're defining as small now, in a non-stress test bank. Do I leave my money there? Do I risk it? And I'm thinking...
thinking a lot of CEOs are like, you know what, screw it, why risk it? Right? Why risk it? I'm just to be safe. We're going to go somewhere else. We're going to go to one of the, the, the big banks that, that gets the stress test that we know the government's going to bail out uh, and all of those other things. I think that's natural. I don't know that today's action actually did go far enough. We're going to have to wait and see. The FDIC only has so much money, so a big percentage of it just went out the door to save the over 200,000, 250,000 guys. So it'll only take a few more of those, Joe, before the FDIC is out. Now, I'm sure the Fed could swoop in and start uh, sprinkling money on everything, but then there goes the inflation. And I'll, I'll say this, Joe, I know that you you talked about, you know, hey, maybe one more rate hike or maybe, maybe they'll end it. I don't, Joe, I, I could see them do a quarter point rate hike the rest of this year and into next year and still not catch up to inflation. That's the problem. Again, it all depends on bankruptcy. You can't keep raising rates and having bankruptcy. You just can't. Just that 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 won't happen. For the first uh, and, time and again, for everything. The, well, <laughs> and again, I think you're, the other part you're missing is what are these businesses doing now? Are they going to keep spending money? Or are they going to be like, you know what? That just scared me. I'm scared now. You know what? I'm looking at the bond market. I'm looking at how many people are in there buying massive amounts of treasury. That says fear to me. And I'm wondering now if we're going to have a lot more CEOs and CFOs all of a sudden shut their wallets. And we've been waiting for, we always thought that they're going to raise rates into this crash. Maybe all of a sudden the bank runs kind of leads up to this. Hey, I'm going to transfer my money to one of the big banks. And you know what? I'm going to shut my wallet for a while. Yeah, yeah, but then if you keep printing the money and saving uh, institution after institution, don't you have the, the threat of hyperinflation? That's the catch twenty two, right? Gotta have the. We want to stop printing the money, but yet we're going to print the money, right? Well, which one is it, right? Listen, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two twenty dollar gold twenty one seventy five. Uh, one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles, two hundred and fifty dollars. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.